DTS 74 Start Your Engine Sparrow Racing League is arriving this Tuesday. Sunbreaker's getting a bit of a nerf, but the Striker Titans are getting some nice buffs. All that and more coming up. Welcome to Destiny the Show. My name is BBK Dragoon, joined as always by my great host Diddy. How are you today? Doing awesome. Went to a really nice seafood place for lunch. Oh, had some really good calamari and some, what's it called? Ahi tuna sashimi. Oh, mm-hmm. it was really good. Really good. We start the show by talking about one of two things food or the weather. I've realized this. I think we've almost always started the show. A lot of weather, by the way. Well, that's cool. I enjoyed uh, hearing a little bit about your endeavors the last few days. Did you have a good week, man? Yeah. So, speaking of weather, it's December whatever right now. Six. 65 degrees. Mm. <laughs> I'm jealous. It was like 14 degrees this week here. So, you can just take that sunny weather and shove it. Yeah. What did you do in the world of gaming or Destiny or heck anything? Yeah, so this week I did a little bit something different than my normal Destiny routine. And my normal Destiny routine the past couple weeks has been play when friends are on. But this week I actually tried to um, log on every day and just do the dailies and then just get out of there. You know, just do yeah. the daily, the daily bounties or whatever, and then just put it down, you know. So get home from work, eat dinner, play a little bit of Destiny, and then go to bed. How'd that work? And it was nice. Yeah. I thought it was really, really nice, you know? I didn't really have, you know, any pressing matters to do. Like, I have to do the raid right now. I have I have an hour and a half. I have to do it right now. Otherwise, I can't do it for three weeks because I have so much work to do. But it was nice to just casually play Destiny. You'll need those marks because all the year two exotics that we're getting with the December update. If you've got the blueprints, man, you're going to run out of marks quickly. I need to actually (laughs) get on that right now. Are you doing meet a multi-tool first, do you think? Yeah, for sure. Meet a multi-tool and radiant dance machines. Uh, I'm going to try them out in the crucible with my Night Stalker build. Oh, man, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. I'm in a plight. I haven't rolled my hunter from House of Wolves. He's still level 34. And he's the only character out of my three that I just haven't touched since the Taken King came out. But I want those bones of Yow. So I'm going to actually have to level that hunter up here in the next few days. I'm also, I'm hearing that there is a PlayStation 4 bundle that's going to be going on sale either today or tomorrow. Nathan Drake Collection, and it's $300. So you get the Nathan Drake Collection, the PlayStation 4. They had this same deal going during Black Friday. And I might have to... uh, I may have to look into purchasing (laughs) a PlayStation 4. I mean, there's just... The time might be right, you know? Yeah, yeah. Join us on the PlayStation. Maybe maybe you'll eventually get Destiny as well on the PlayStation and roll 
six characters a week oh instead of three. I know <laughs> if I get it on the PS4, I will absolutely roll a character. That way we can play with our PlayStation fans over on the PlayStation 4. You have a PS4, but I know you don't end up playing Destiny over there that often just because our main tight-knit crew is over on the Xbox One. Yeah, and mainly because the PlayStation is not hooked up to my computer, which I like to do for I capturing see. footage in case. For, so. for recording purposes. Yeah. For me, I did a little bit of Destiny, but I know I have been slacking. I know I need to actually hop on and start farming some marks because those year two exotics that we're getting in December look pretty rad. I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV again. If anybody listened during the summer in between House of Wolves and The Taken King, I picked up Final Fantasy XIV. Really enjoyed it. I beat the vanilla story, and I'm now, right now, like I picked the game back up because Square Enix sent out an email saying, hey, you get four free days for free in December. Just come on back. It's like, here's here's some drugs, kid, just a little bit. You know, <laughs> just let you try it when you want to come back, you know? So I'm working my way through the story patch content before the Heavensward expansion. Really fun game. Really fun game. It's been nice to... uh play a bunch of destiny and then go back to an mmo and just see some similarities see some differences it's this great inspiration there's a lot of ideas in ff14 that you're like destiny could do this total mm -hmm. like nerd moment thing to our free company which is a guild basically in final fantasy 14 one of the members is getting married to another member in game <laughs> they're like not getting married in real life but in final fantasy 14 they have this thing called ceremony ceremony of eternal bonding and you have to book it like months in advance and you have oh to oh my god like, it's this big whole crafted event where you invite a couple hundred people and they've got a whole 30 minute ceremony and like little moogles fly in and it's really in depth you should absolutely youtube final fantasy 14 wedding it me jp it's hysterical so next sunday I'm going to a Final Fantasy 14 wedding. And they're just doing it because you get some cool in-game items. So, total, total nerd we stuff. We should see if uh, Bungie will do a uh, Cade 6 and Amanda Holiday wedding oh, in the tower. come on. That officiated by the speaker. The, I could see a wedding event being added somewhere down the line in the lore, right? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. News-wise, lots to talk about. PlayStation Experience, Sparrow Racing League was announced. The December update is probably going live on Tuesday, and Sunbreaker nerfs, they're happening, but some Striker buffs that look pretty good, right? Oh yeah, Strikers are coming back in the Crucible, I can see it. Let's hop into the news. News! First up for news is something from DTS to you guys. We're going to be doing a new intro for the show here pretty soon, as well as some facelifting. That means maybe new audio bumpers, maybe some new segments as well. But I want to extend to our community any suggestions or feedback that you might have for us. Tell us on Twitter, good, bad, whatever it is, stuff that you either enjoy or hate about the show in regards to our like audio bumpers or the intro. I know our intro has been kind of polarizing. There's a handful of people who <laughs> chuckle. They're like, <laughs> no, it's kind of funny. And then there's some people who are like, what is this nonsense? So if you have any feedback for us to take into consideration, send us a tweet over at Destiny the Show. All right, Diddy. Let's talk about the Titans first, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. So what is happening in the world of PvP in regards to Titan, the diversity? What subclass are they picking for Titans? Oh, man. Sunbreakers. 
like okay so there's in the Bungie weekly update they provided these really really cool graphs of the subclass diversity for each of the three classes um and if you guys don't understand what this graph means um so each sub each class has a third of this graph and each subclass has its own little color and so you can see the percentage of distribution for each of these subclasses so everyone's picking the Sunbreaker Titan. They call it Thermal in Destiny Internal. Um, and it's, oh man, for the PvP graph, it's like 39 to 59. That's like 20% of... It's, it's huge. It's it's a huge <laughs> amount. And, oh man, so Thermal Titans are taking up the vast majority of Titan subclasses right now. And they want to see a little bit more balance. If we look at the... Um, the Warlock subclass graph for PvE, each subclass has about of a third of that chunk, which is pretty balanced. Pretty well to balanced, be honest. yeah. Blade so dancers. That's like, <laughs> oh my god, blade dancers in PvE, two percent. Even in PvP, you know, <laughs> you, they're not getting the same love they once were. No, they're not. So they're going to try and shoot for that really even spacing between all three subclasses. So that's what these changes are trying to do. And oh man, like. Void Titans, 2% in PvP. It's pretty funny. It makes sense. They're a very utility kind of class. Mm -hmm. They weren't built for PvP, but when we look at the KD graph, they actually put out the Thermal Titans, or Sunbreakers, are at the very top end of it, with 1.06 being the average kill-death ratio for those using that subclass. And they say the range is between 0.91 and 1.06 for all of the classes. So obviously Sunbreakers are the top outlier. They are excelling in the Crucible, and there's been feedback from us and other players over the last few months regarding Sunbreakers. So what's actually happening, Diddy? Why don't we take a look, though, at the class-wide changes to the melee first, and also to Catapult. So let's start with Catapult first. Catapult is a Titan lift ability that allows you to lift a little bit quicker. So they're increasing the velocity that that adds by 5% across the board for all subclasses. They want to make it a little bit more viable of an option in the tree. But Titan skating, right? People are using, what is it, controlled for Titan Mm -hmm. skating, right? Yeah, increased control is another one of the lift options, and it has that little boost of speed at the very beginning of it, um, and so people using for that use that for Titan skating so that they can you know maintain their like little line as they float across the space and it just move really quickly. Can you explain Titan skating to somebody real quickly who doesn't know what it is? Um, so Titan skating is they're utilizing that little boost of speed. Um, over and over and over again like at the very beginning of the lift so people will jump up activate their lift and deactivate it immediately and they'll just spam the lift button so it turns on and off on and off on and off and so as you kindly kindly kind of slowly float towards the ground after your initial jump you're just boosting through the air over and over and over again so you just move faster than people can sprint yep Awesome. And melee, are we saying farewell to T-Rex arms? We, we're trying to say farewell to T-Rex arms, I think. Uh, so they're increasing the Titan melee range across the board from four meters to four and a half meters to try and keep it in line with other melees. An additional 12.5% is what it works out to be. So rejoice, Titans. You should be able to get in people's faces a lot easier now. And this has been a complaint 
for a year. For more than a year, right? Ever since Titans were launched, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it is. My warlock can hit a guy like 18 feet away. You can sneeze and be like, Hadouken. But man, Titans were designed to be like that big, buff, tanky class. Get up in people's faces. I'm stoked. It's about time. Very exciting. So let's move along to the Sunbreaker nurse. What's going on with Sunstrike? Sunstrike, the melee ability for Titans, uh, they're decreasing the damage over time time, <laughs> f- uh, by a full second. So right now it's currently six and a half seconds. They're moving it down to five and a half seconds. Along the same lines, the Hammer of Soul, your damage reduction, like that resistance stat, is going to be reduced by 9.09%. Freaking yes. Yeah, this is awesome. This will allow players to headshot Sunbreaker Titans with high-impact sniper rifles. So think of your thousand-yard stairs or Black Spindle. Black Spindle, not so much because in the Crucible, you want to maybe faster fire rate sniper or something that handles a little bit better. Um, so thousand-yard stair will be able to headshot Sunbreaker Titans now. Yes. Thank goodness. So excited. They're slowing down the hammer travel speed after you throw it by think 1.32%, which seems really subtle, but it might be enough to cause you to just have to aim a little bit ahead. Maybe yeah, have, this might actually yeah. give blinkers and shade steppers the option mm. to avoid these hammers just a little bit better uh, because when I noticed, I couldn't really shade step out of a hammer. You know, I just, I couldn't do it. I would never survive. So hopefully this change will help us with, help with that. Forge Master, this is the splash damage thing, right? Yes. And it's being reduced like the splash damage detonation radius multiplier, which is a mouthful, is being reduced by 20%. That is a big deal. You compare the damage reduction and then you add less splash damage. Yes. Yeah, yes. so this will really help with what I was just talking about, shade-stepping, blinking out of these hammers, re- reducing the blast radius. It's kind of like what they did with rocket launchers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just kind of reducing the effectiveness of the splash radius. It's going to be nice. It's going to be noticeable, I think. Flame Seeker, um, turning down the hammer tracking bonus by negative 25%, and they're also, on the Flame Seeker perk node, removing the plus one recovery and the plus one agility stat bonuses. Fleet Fire, the other stat option there is added plus one for an agility stat. Fire Keeper gets the added plus one recovery stat. And the big one here, Cauterize is getting an added cooldown of three seconds. It was at zero seconds. What is Cauterize, Diddy, for somebody who doesn't know? Cauterize is enemies brought down by your fire regenerate your health. And this is grenades, melee, hammers. Any solar damage that kills an enemy will regenerate your health. This was our main issue. I think the only nerf that we ever wanted to the Sunbreaker class was regarding Cauterize, right? Yeah, I would say so, because throwing hammers that regenerate your health immediately without any cooldown, it was it's really frustrating. <laughs> I'm sure everyone would agree with that, because it just makes them inherently way more tanky than any other subclass ever. Yeah, it's very frustrating, especially if you get them just to that last sliver And then the hammer squishes you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Horrible feeling. So in wrapping up the main things that stick out, they are having reduced damage resistance by about 9%. That is to give high-impact sniper rifles a one-headshot kill. One shot for the head for the kill. Slower hammer travel speed. They're also reducing that splash damage detonation range. And the 
cauterize cooldown. What do you think? Uh, I think cauterize... Hmm. The cooldown is really nice, but I think it could be larger, like four seconds or five seconds. But I'm not going to complain too much because they are adjusting a lot. And with Flame Seeker, almost every Sunbreaker Titan in the Crucible was using Flame Seeker just for that added benefit. But now they're removing that recovery and agility stat bonuses to make it less desirable, which is nice. And I'm overall I'm pleased with these changes. Yeah, I think it's still a viable option and a lot of times these numbers don't always translate into how things feel. Still seems like Sunbreakers have a really good subclass. Hopefully it strikes a balance. I know a lot of the people who listen to our show who are Titans were very uh scared that Bungie was going to nuke their one good and I'm quoting here, their one good PVP class into the ground. And that doesn't look like that's the case. Striker Titans, though, oh my gosh, they are getting some ridiculously sweet stuff. So Stormfist is getting increased base damage by 18%. Overload now also provides a faster melee recharge by 50%. Discharge, additional damage by 7.69%. Discharge as well, they changed the AoE to a spherical shape. And Amplify, increased super energy bonus by 30%. All buffs to the Striker melee all in tandem with the Titan melee range extension of 12.5%. Pretty sweet, uh, right? Yeah, that's that's awesome. So, oh, man, Striker Titans are all about being in your face. They can shoulder charge. Fist of Havoc is close range, super. Striker Titans are going to be the king of melee. And sprint and speed because the headstrong <laughs> node, if you choose it, gives you faster sprint. Faster sprint on a Titan who can Titan skate who also can shoulder charge, right? Yeah, so you can stack the uh, Titan Skating, the Headstrong, and Shoulder Charge, or Juggernaut. I think mm -hmm. Juggernaut's going to be way more useful now because they're adjusting that as well. That's right. It's getting improved shield health by 14.3%, and it also works when airborne. So, oh, do you think this might be because of the new... Uh, Titan exotic piece that's showing up that has the in-air dodge. I was just about to say, combine yeah. Juggernaut, Juggernaut with Headstrong and Titan Skating and that exotic piece for Titans, Strikers are going to be absolutely insane in the Crucible. But I think, I think we skipped over the unstoppable changes as well. Yeah, and they provide a new plus two armor for that node if you choose the unstoppable node and increase damage resistance by 25%. Wow! Strikers are getting a big facelift. So for Unstoppable, we're never going to kill Titans Fist of Havocing now. Never. It's never going to happen. <laughs> Wasn't it back when we were doing the shows after the beta that Deej said a well-placed shotgun shot to the face while somebody's Titan smashing? Do you remember that? Yeah. That was a lie, Deej. Not the case. Nope, it's not going to happen. Man. <laughs> the Defender Titans, not really much is happening. Ward of Dawn, when you do it, uh, gives you a recharged grenade and melee ability on the super cast, which is cool, right? That is cool, but that's the only change that's happening to that subclass. Aside from the extended Titan and Catapult mm -hmm. the changes overex, that they're yeah. doing across the board. And I think this is because Defender Titans serve their exact purpose. I think they're amazing in PvE, and they're pretty decent in PvP, you know? Mm-hmm. Defender Titan is my favorite subclass for that one, so I can't complain that they're not buffing it or nerfing it 
I love it if you have a team in PvP. If you don't have a team, I don't always feel like it's super worth, but it just depends on how you use it, right? Yeah, it really is. Armamentarium with suppression grenades in Mayhem. Yeah. Oh, man, people get pissed. (laughs) Wrapping up, I love what they're doing for the Titan class. I think Sunbreaker's still going to be viable. Strikers sound kind of terrifying, yet awesome at the same time. I hope they go back and look at the other subclasses because, or the other classes, excuse me, like for the Warlock and for the Hunter. This is the first time we've really seen a class reworking on this scale, isn't it? Yeah, did we mention the transfusion changes, by the way? No, no. What was that? Oh, my God. So transfusion, they're improving the cooldown. It was five seconds, and now it's three seconds. So transfusion is kills with storm fist or shoulder charge immediately trigger health regeneration. Think of shoulder charge in the crucible on an improved cooldown, or not shoulder charge, but the uh, health regeneration you get from killing people with shoulder charge. Shoulder charge is already a one-hit kill, so... Improving that health regeneration cooldown is going to be terrifying in the Crucible. Yep. I want to see more of these. I want to see Warlock, (laughs) you know, not just get buffs, but actually certain things get nerfed because there is some crazy melee ranges that you can get with a Warlock. And I'm saying this as a Warlock main. Honestly, the next subclass balance that I expect to see is Hunter because we see the most discrepancy there. And it's certainly a Blade Dancer's left out, man. Blade Dancer left out, man. I think Blade Dancer, I hate to say this, I think Blade Dancer needs some buffs. Oh. You can find Diddy on Twitter at DiddyDTS to send all of your feedback thoughts of his last statement. I think it's time we talk about Sparrow Racing League. So SRL is what they're calling it, which confuses me because SRL is speedrunslive.com. A place oh that God. I used to speedrun Ocarina of Time any percent on. But yeah, Spare <laughs> Racing League is what they announced at the PlayStation Experience. It's a six-player free-for-all death race. The update happens on December 8th. Anybody who owns the Taken King starting December 8th for three weeks is going to be able to participate in Sparrow Racing League. It looks sweet. They've done two maps, Mars and Venus, but they are completely new maps built for the Sparrow Racing League looks a lot like pod racing from star wars episode one. Oh hell yeah <laughs> there are enemies on the map that you have to avoid that are going to be trying to kill you and you also need to try and push your fellow racers out of the way there's a bunch of boost gates around the map that you want to go through to give yourself a speed increase they've done a new ui that shows your position in the race your speed and a cool little tracking bar of how far you are into the track it is only lasting three weeks because the live content team in the vid doc that they put out about this said, we're going to review your feedback after three weeks and do the sort of Santa's workshop thing where we're going to improve it, make it better than bring it back refined. Or if you guys don't like it at all, we, the live team, are just going to move on to something else that you may be more interested in. Initial impressions before we go further into the details about the event, Diddy. Well, it's not a DLC, but it's free and it's showing us what the live team is capable of. So I'm really excited about this. Mm-hmm. Two tracks, gonna be awesome. It looks like pod racing. That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh my God, this is the Mars Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yep. So I'm three weeks, I can understand why they're taking it away so that they can improve it. So, you know, the first Iron Banner didn't really go over as well as they had hoped. 
they took it away. Or I mean, not Iron Banner, Queen's Wrath. They took it out, and they didn't bring it back to House of Wolves, right? But it made a little bit more sense at that time. So they, you know, they're gonna make it a lot better from fan feedback. And we got to remember, this is not its typical DLC development Bungie team. This is the live team working on this kind of stuff. So they're classifying this as a world event. I want to see more world world events, you know, maybe the next time. I don't want to see Sparrow Racing every single time. I want to see more world world events that they can come up with. So I think it's a good idea that it's only lasting three weeks. Two things. I think the goal, right, is to make this a permanent addition if people like it. This is something exactly. people have yep. suggested for a long while. Second thing, mm-hmm. when you say Queen's Wrath returned with House of Wolves, you mean the bounties, right? Petra's bounties. Yeah, so okay. it, it returned in some fashion. Not the same form. I'm just saying right. it because, you know, somebody's already... Right in your Twitter right now, dude. <laughs> Somebody already posted it on my tweet on my Twitter wall. Don't there's worry about it. New sparrows, there's new gear. The gear looks pretty stinking cool. There's a handful of PlayStation exclusive stuff going along with this, which I'll mention in a second. The sparrows actually do look like pod racers, you know, they have the two kind of tipped out noses, whatever mm-hmm. you'd call the front of them. They have a PlayStation exclusive sparrow that's blue. Looks pretty cool. There are going to be Gear rewards, if I understand this correctly, 320 light gear, shaders, class items, sparrow horns, and other cool things. This is all from screenshots of people at the event at PlayStation Experience. So you guys, by the time you're watching this on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there may be more information that Bungie has put out regarding this. So just understand we're recording this Sunday while PlayStation Experience is still going on. Now, there is a PlayStation exclusive quest along with this event and that quest is what we think gives you the sparrow some of the sparrows can be purchased through eververse eververse is getting an update with new emotes and new sparrows and i think that's it uh this tuesday december 8th the gear is infusible up to 320 light i don't know if it actually drops at 320 light and amanda holiday is the one who's going to be basically running this whole event i think i covered most of sparrow racing did i not yeah i think i think that's a pretty good overview i also think we need to mention that they do mention in the vidoc they being bungie say hey everybody's you can't have a better sparrow than somebody else you know everybody's going to have basically yeah the same stats on their sparrow so it's not going to be like not a time breaker versus the first sparrow you get yeah that would just be way too unfair um, so then, and actually didn't mention if we can use. I'm, I'm assuming we can use whatever sparrow we want, um, but I think they're gonna have to be as fast as Timebreaker or the Crota's End Grave Robber. I think it's called. I think they're even uh, faster. I think it's tuned like a kart racing kind of thing. From the gameplay okay. I've actually seen of it, it looks way faster than the normal sparrows because you need to go through little gates to give you more speed boost, and mm-hmm. I think you have boosts that you can use outside of the gates, um, kind of F zero like. Also. Or something else that uh, sparrows look cool. Iron Banner gear. Yeah, okay. All this stuff is happening at PlayStation Experience. So they announced that the Iron Banner for December is going to have uh, an exclusive Iron Banner gear set for PlayStation players. In addition to the new Iron Banner that's coming towards everybody. Yeah, there's a lot of PlayStation exclusive things. But does it really matter I don't know. I'm an Xbox player, and I'm a little bummed, but I don't really care. See, I'm kind of in the opposite boat. I just, I don't really care about uh, 
PlayStation PlayStation exclusive content. And that's not just because I have a PlayStation. Guys, realize this. I don't play on the PlayStation very often, so I don't ever get to see those PlayStation exclusive items. I, I don't. You know, I played PlayStation primarily year one in Destiny, and I never got Hawkmoon or Monte Carlo or whatever before I got on the Xbox. I got a Hawkmoon on the Xbox before I did on the PlayStation, and I had it a year ahead of time. So I don't, I'm not really worried about this kind of thing. I also think it's really cool that they're adding in this Sparrow Racing as a world event because it makes Destiny feel more like... I don't, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to. It makes Destiny feel more like an RPG. There's more things to do with your time in Destiny that's not just like end game, end game, shooting end things. Game, hardcore you're not just shooting race, stuff. And you're not just shooting things. Yep. It's other stuff to do. And I want to see more things like this in Destiny. You know, yeah, they may be more oriented towards the casual players, but if you want to, you could really take this seriously. I'm the best sparrow racer in Destiny. You can't beat me. I'm number one in the world. Come on, Destiny Tracker. Let's get some Sparrow Racing leaderboards out there. Well, when they say league, Sparrow Racing league, that leads you to infer that there could be some forms of competition with Dude, this. a leaderboard in the tower. Yeah? Like, just... Who's got the best lap times and the stuff? The Xbox gamer tag or the PlayStation user ID at the top of the leaderboard. I want my name up there. Let's do it. Well, I love what you mentioned there in regards with Destiny growing in terms of the amount of activities and things to do day to day. Sparrow Racing is not shooting stuff, but it needs more than just shooting stuff. In a lot of ways, Final Fantasy XIV for me has not just been about slicing things with a sword. Earlier today, I went into our guild house. I'd never been there before. There is guild and player housing, and I went upstairs, and we have a disco ball. We have, like, a giant crystal throne, and there's a hot tub that people, like, hang out in while they're queuing for things. It's really stupid, like, and it's not slicing <laughs> things with a sword, not very Final Fantasy, but it's super cool at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I want to live in the Destiny universe. I just don't want to play in the Destiny universe, you know? People in Fallout, you know, the main storyline is finding your son, right? And there's this big meme going on the internet right now. Oh, I have a son? I've been building my house in town for the last 18 years. Yeah. Something like that. And you mentioned the guild house. Oh my god, brilliant idea. Instead of New Monarchy Vendor... Dead Orbit vendor and Future Warcold vendor, we have like faction houses mm -hmm. that we can visit. Yeah. Something like that. I want more stuff like that so I can live in the Destiny universe and not just, I'm going to go kill Oryx for the 10th time this week. Sparrow Racing League can be match made and you can take as many folks as you want into it. So you can actually. Up to six. Yeah, up to six, of course. But like, you can queue six people and race together. If you have a full party of six with your friends, it's almost like a private match, but not really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't take, I don't know. Does, maybe I'm drawing too much conclusion there, but it's still, it's kind of cool. I'm looking forward to this. I want to say one thing. I think I did a bad job maybe building false expectations for DLC. Mm -hmm. I was super hopeful to get a DLC announcement at PlayStation Experience, and I wanted to believe in that so much so that when they actually did announce Sparrow Racing League, instead of being initially excited at what looks like a really cool thing that the live team put together, I was just going to salt. The Destiny subreddit actually disabled temporarily <laughs> submissions because of the amount of incoming salt from players going, when are we going to find out about year two and raid content for year two? 
As a news podcaster at Destiny the Show, I think it's safe to say both Diddy and myself are really anxious to find out what on earth Destiny's plan is for this upcoming year. Are we going to get something like Dark Blow and House of Wolves? Will there be long-form quest lines and new raids coming to the game prior to whatever's coming September 2016? All those questions remain, but the false expectations I put in my head and talked about, you know, we really want a DLC to be a PlayStation experience, it clouded the excitement that Sparrow Racing League actually had. Yeah, I think with this announcement from the live team, I think a more realistic expectation for future content from Destiny is going to be, you know, we might get that DLC that we expect in March or something, like a House of Wolves Dark Below type deal with a new raid, new stuff like that. But in between that, I think a realistic expectation would be Sparrow Racing is lasting for three weeks. After those three weeks... We have maybe like a week or two where the live team announces their new project. Yeah. And they they launch their new project, whatever that is, while they data mine or analyze the Sparrow Racing League data and uh-huh. our feedback from that. And so Destiny players can play a new thing while the live team, you know, takes the Sparrow Racing under the under the wing and fixes and makes it better. And then we can just they can just swap back and forth between hell let's just do two different world events sparrow racing and the wild sure mm-hmm. let's do it and they just swap back and forth take feedback and they just have a constant stream flow of content in between these dlcs i think that would be really nice yeah when i took a step back and i really looked at december we have a lot to talk about here on the show and there's actually quite a bit of stuff to do in destiny yes you're probably still going to be doing the same content But there's new PvP balance for the weapons. That's going to be changing the sandbox big time. Sparrow Racing League. A lot of year one exotics that are getting a year two treatment for you to actually work towards. And then all of the Sparrow Racing League rewards. Iron Banner is returning as well. There's a handful of things to to dig your time back into Destiny with and to actually talk about. It's not the same as a long story quest line, but for me, I'm motivated. I'm going to be on Tuesday. I'm probably going to be on Wednesday. I might not be on the same amount of time that I'm on when A Taken King comes out or House of Wolves comes out. Pretty stoked for December. Yeah, I am too. Excellent. Where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash DiddyDTS, as you mentioned before. (laughs) D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S. And YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Remember to check out all the links from today and more over on our website, destinytheshow.com. Don't forget to leave us feedback regarding a new intro and maybe audio bumpers on our Twitter, at destinytheshow. You can find us on twitch.tv slash destinytheshow. We're not streaming right now, but who knows? There might be some sparrow racing nights that we decide to have. That could be a fun little community event right there for the DTS folks. Head on over to destinytracker.com for all of the best stat tracking stuff in the destiny universe you can follow me on twitter and youtube at bbk dragoon thanks for your support guardians good luck in the races and we'll talk with you next week